This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Welcome to lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you. We're going to be joined in segment number two by Dylan Rockford. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We're going to get some takeaways from him from the first part of the season, some of the things that have yielded a profit for him. We're going to be diving in on some of these teams that he expects a little bit of progression, a little bit of regression on as well. We're also going to be diving in on how to take a look at some of these pitchers that they might be able to ascend slash decline towards the second half of the season as well. And then in the final segment, typically it's where I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board as we touch them all. Unfortunately, it's a case where there's nothing to touch because well, we've got absolutely no games on the board, but we do have out a lot of places some updated season win totals. I am going to be diving in there and I'm going to lend some insights as to some teams that they might be able to yield a little bit of profit, including one that is a little bit more of a catch-all that I think is just a little bit too low in terms of the most wins for any individual team in Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, I don't have as much of access to this here in lovely Las Vegas as many of you guys do that have access to likes of FanDuel, DraftKings, what have you, and I'm going to be using DraftKings numbers when it comes to that final segment, but I'll try to point you guys in the right direction. This is really teams I think are going to ascend and decline, and I do think that it is very important to highlight the fact that a lot of those teams I do like over slash under their updated season win totals, that is going to be based on what they might do at the trade deadline as well. So I'm going to be going through that in the final segment too. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be able to fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind the letters EM. They mean does not matter as per usual. Please send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Buy that five-star review. Did not get in any Twitter questions today, but 
we did see a very interesting all-star game. It is going on as I do this because I do have to have this posted up by midnight Pacific time. And I've got the Greg Peterson experience from 9 to midnight Pacific. If you're looking Eastern time, that is midnight to 3. So I do have to do this a little bit in advance. It's currently the top of the seventh inning. But with that said, I'm not going to play the sounder here just because, well, we only had one game. So it's not really a case where we are touching them all. But we are taking a look at what we all got in the All-Star game. And as I do this right now, the American League is up by kind of 2-1. to one. We've seen some nice performances. Zach Gallon, Josiah Gray, Alex Cobb, Justin Seal, all scoreless innings for the National League side of things. You did have Mitch Keller give up a solo home run. That was to one Yandy Diaz. Meanwhile, you did have also a run surrendered by Alexis Diaz for the National League and for the American League. Garrett Cole, Nathan Evaldi, Sonny Gray, Carlos Aceves, Ian Cano. They have all come in for a scoreless ending to this point. And then you did have Lourdes Gurriel. It looked like it a home run, but it turned out to be a fly ball to left field. So that was a little bit rough for Lourdes Gurriel. Missed a home run by inches. So we are currently sitting here at 2-1. to one. It's been a nice spectacle thus far. Luis Arias, he was able to have the lone RBI as of right now. For the National League, he was able to put up multiple hits. So, a very nice showing there. And thus far, if you rode with me on the over, it's been a little bit rough. One of five are the National League with men in scoring position. The American League, 0 for 5. So, we've come up snake eyes on that front. So, we shall see how the rest of the All-Star game turns out. But we shall see how the rest of the baseball season turns out as well. As like I was saying yesterday, you probably don't want to be betting too much on the All-Star game. Very nice spectacle. And... By the way, a little bit of a side note, let's get back to the teams wearing their just natural jerseys like they typically do, like we would like to see Andy Diaz in a Tampa Bay Rays uniform rather than these stupid American League uniforms, they're gimmicky, they're strange, and I am not a fan of them to say the least, and it felt like social media was on my side on that one, but that said, what I am a fan of is getting Dylan Rockford of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network aboard. We're going to be taking a look at teams that we expect to ascend slash decline towards the second half of the season, some of the takeaways from the first half of the season, and so much more right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the VEASAN Family Podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Visa Family Podcast. Great to be joined by this man. As Dylan Rockford does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I know he does a great job with regards to their NFL and baseball podcast. On top of that, he does a good job over at the Dream Wager. That's another podcast in which... He throws out there some nice bets. I know that they've got a little bit of a video component to be able to help out on that side of things as well. And to be able to follow Dylan Rockford on Twitter, as at Rock with two Ks at the end of a Rock, the number 24 altogether. And Dylan, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Greg. Good to be with you. And yeah, we've had a crazy first half of the MLB season. Can't wait to dive into it. Absolutely. And Dylan, we are currently at the All-Star break. We've got a few days off. How do you just in general handle these next few days? Is this a few days where you're going to be diving in on a few futures? Is this something where you're going to be trying to place some of those bets? Or is this a, a like 48, 72-hour time span where you just essentially drain your brain, you go out there, you watch some Netflix, Hulu, something like that, and you just try to be able to take sort of a mental reset to be able to get set for the second half of the season? 
Yeah, so I dove into the home run derby in the All-Star game just a little. I had numbers out there for that. But after this, the next 48 to about 72 hours, so we resumed the second half of the season. You know, I'm just kind of fixing my model a little bit. But, yeah, trying to relax. You know, I think mental health is just very important in this time where baseball could be a long, exhausting sport. So, yeah, I'm taking the next few days just relaxing, fixing a little things up in my model. And, yeah, I can't wait to get into the second half of the season. Yep, I certainly do think that when you have a day in a day out grind, something that I always try to do is when you've got smaller slates, give yourself a few half days. I'm certainly not going to take a look at absolutely nothing with regards to baseball, but certainly these next few days, not going to be quite as hard and heavy as they typically are during the full on just grind of the baseball season. So I'm with you there. And what have been some of your big takeaways that we have seen thus far this baseball season? Because we have noticed that scoring is up a little bit with regards to rule changes, but bookmakers have been very keen to this. Overs and unders are relatively equal thus far this season, which I do think is quite interesting. But have there been some spots that you've been taking a look at that have been profitable slash have there been some things in general that you've tried and they haven't necessarily worked this far this season? Yeah, I remember last time we were talking, Greg, about a few months ago about the rule changes. And it seems like the pitch clock is working as intended and other rule changes seem to be working as well. Through 99 days of the 2022 season, the average game time last year was around three hours and four minutes. Through 99 days of the 2023 season, the number is down to two hours and 38 minutes, which would be the shortest average game time since 1984 you know the clock is not causing regular disruption either an average of just more than half of a violation occurs in each game that's according to the MLB uh, statistics website so you know meanwhile on the other side bigger bases limits on pickoff attempts they're encouraging base stealing as well. I know I'm a New York Met fan and they're sending them like literally every time. So through the first 99 days of the season, there have been nearly one and a half stolen bases per game. That's the highest number in more than a decade. The success rate is around 79% in that span as well. So that would be the highest season average in more in more than a quarter century. So those are my two big takeaways as like rule changes and Another takeaway, I guess, I think the theme for the first half, especially for my team and for the San Diego Padres, is money can't buy success. You know, if the season ended today, the team with the biggest payroll, my my New York Mets, they wouldn't be in the playoffs. Neither would the third largest payroll, the San Diego Padres. In fact, as things stand, three of the six top payrolls in the MLB would miss the playoffs entirely if the season ended today. Only one team with the largest payroll in its division, the Texas Rangers, would win it. On the other side, three of the teams with the six lowest payroll are in a position to make the playoffs. The Baltimore Orioles around $68.1 million, the Tampa Bay Rays $76.6 million, and the Cincinnati Reds with $92.5 million. So four teams with payrolls below the major league average of $161 million are in play off position so that's what kind of sticks out to me in the first half and I do think that it is going to be very interesting to take a look at some of these teams moving forward as Bill Rockford does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network he has joined me on the Baseball Betting Show and I'm going to be getting to this in the final segment where I take a look at some of these adjusted season win totals but I think that if you are taking a look at the futures market right now which is something I don't dabble too much in I do think that you want to be 
gauging some of these teams that might be buyers slash sellers at the trade deadline and their first few series coming out of the shoot are going to be very big because I think what has been really unique about this season is there's very few teams that are out of playoff contention. You take a look yeah. at both of these central divisions, really the only team that you can really leave for dead out of all of them, and they all have very mediocre teams. It's the Kansas City Royals. And, well, the Kansas City Royals were drawing dead <laughs> in March. That was yeah. not a good situation, to say the least. But I just take a look all around Major League Baseball, and I think that if you're going to be taking a look at the futures market, you want to be gauging these first few series. And just a little bit of history in general as to teams that have been buyers in the past, like maybe the San Diego Padres, or a team like the Milwaukee Brewers that I still remember last year, they were in the lead in the National League Central, and stupidly, they decided to trade away Josh Hader, a move that I still don't get. Yeah, I don't understand. I had never understood that last year when they traded away. But I think coming out of the first half in the All-Star break, the first couple series, like you were saying, are crucial to basically how they're really going to end the season, if they are going to be buyers. And I think the Mets, I think the Padres, they're in a position where they put so much money in the front of the table where they have to be buyers. They can't be sellers. They can't tell their fans that they're selling, especially with all the money that they have. So I do expect the Mets... I expect the Padres, they've had a disappointing season to say the least so far with all the money that they spent, all the talent that's on their roster. So I do think they will be buyers, but I am looking at five teams right now that kind of been surprised in the first half. And I think they could continue into the second half of the season. If you want, let me just rock. Yeah, I do think that we've got a lot of interesting teams towards the second half of the season. And I know you were saying off air that you've got five teams that you really do have your eye on. Give me those five teams that are really catching your attention right now that you do think might be able to provide a little bit of bang for your buck towards the back half of the season. Yeah, I, first one, we'll start in the NL West. Give me the Arizona Diamondbacks. Currently 52 wins. Their preseason win total was 75 and a half games. They're on pace to win 95 games. Not only are the Diamondbacks playing first place baseball in the NL West, they're doing it against teams with much bigger payrolls like the San Diego Padres, like the LA Dodgers, Giants. They're also playing above 500 baseball as well, led by Corbin Carroll. I think he should be rookie of the year as well. They're getting pitching as well. I think they need to add another pitcher, which I think they will be buyers at the deadline as well. So Arizona's a team I'm looking to keep betting. Texas Rangers, currently 52 wins. Preseason win total was sitting around 82 and a half. They're on pace to win 92 games. They're doing it with their offense, but this is a team that's been fueled by defense. They're leading the AL West, and they've scored the most runs in baseball. Yes, even more than the Atlanta Braves, despite not the best June for them. They were already buyers. They acquired Aroldis Chapman, who... I feel like he's quietly had a solid season in Kansas City, even though they've been so bad. You know, they have to shore up that bullpen. That's a weak spot for Texas. In the rotation, Nathan Eovaldi, he's been proven to be the best starting pitcher they've added. He has an ERA under three. I do think that they kind of let the Astros back into the lead in the AL West, but there is things for there is times for things to go sideways with them. But I, I do think the Rangers are for real. Another team I'm looking for is the Baltimore Orioles. They currently have 54 wins. Their preseason win total was sitting around 76 and a half. They're on pace to win 97 games. So, you know, in an absolutely stacked AL East division, they're led by older uh, Rutschmanson, all-star Austin Hayes. He's been outstanding. Gunnar Henderson, 
He had a fairly slow start, but he's kind of show, uh, turned it around a little. And on the pitching end, Felix Batista, man, he's been one of baseball's best closer. The rotation, they need to go out and get another arm or two, I think. But the bullpen's been a top 10 bullpen in the first half of the season. And then Cincinnati Reds, you were talking about the AL Central and the NL Central. Cincinnati Reds, they've been one of the biggest surprises in the MLB. They have 50 wins. Their preseason win total was 64 and a half. They're on pace to win 88 games. I mean, what more can you say about this Reds team in the summer that they're putting together? You know, the Reds were among the worst teams in baseball on paper coming into this season. Just ask the win total. Like I said, it was at 64 and a half. That was ranked 28th, only ahead of two other teams the Washington Nationals and the Oakland Athletics. But, you know, that wasn't considering that rookie class that has come into this league with a bust. Matt McClan, hovering around a 300 batting average. Andrew Abbott, he's pieced together extremely impressive June. Elliot De La Cruz is a phenomenon. I like Alexi Diaz as well in his second year in the league. So I think if they continue to play extremely well, I think they're alive to win the division. And then my last team is the Miami Marlins. They have 53 wins. Preseason win total was sitting around 74 and a half. They're on pace to win 93 games. I think what started to shift for this team was once they traded Pablo Lopez for Luis Rice to shore up that lineup. You know, he's been flirting around 400 through the first half of the season, you know, and as he continues to channel that great hitter that he does, just not many people are hitting the way he's hitting in modern day. He doesn't strike out. He doesn't really hit home runs, but all he does is get on base and hit for average. Jorge Soler, on the other hand, he's brought the pop to this lineup. He has 23 home runs. And this is all coming in a season where Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara has been struggling. Jesus Lazardo, he's been solid, but it's really been the rookie, Yuri Perez. Ever since he's been called up, he's been lights out for this team. I know he was optioned to AAA, uh, I think, last week as his uh, in- innings hit his limit. But, you know, the Marlins are not this bad team that we can just continue to fade. You know, I don't think they'll continue to compete with the scorching hot Braves, but. There's no doubt I think they'll be in the thick of things in the second half of the season. Yep, and with the Miami Marlins, the one thing to watch out for on them, they did win the most one-run games in all of baseball in the first half of the season. And a lot of people are going to point out the run differential. That run differential very much skewed by their games against the Atlanta Braves, who I think are very clearly the top team in the National League, as Dylan Rockford who does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is joining me on the Baseball Betting Show. I do think that that is something to take a look at because I was mentioning if we are going to be seeing some buyers and sellers at the trade deadline. And just in past years in general, I've noticed that with regards to the teams that sell, like we've seen it the last few years with the Washington Nationals, their money lines, they just get rather ridiculous when the Nationals were playing against like the New York Mets, for example, towards back half of last year, you were fighting the Mets as minus $3 favorites very consistently. Heck, when Jacob DeGrom was taking the mound last year for them, it was more like minus $4. How do you handle those sort of games? Because very, very soon, we are going to be having those rather demonstrative money lines involving the teams that were buyers at the trade deadline and teams that were sellers at the trade deadline. And that makes these games very hard to handicap because while you're going to have a case where like the Kansas City Royals are going to be big, giant underdogs against, we're going to spitball here, the Texas Rangers. It is very hard to be like laying $3 on the money line, laying a big number on the run line to fade these bad teams as well. Yeah, 100%. I think one example I could bring up is a guy like Patrick Corbin in the Washington Nationals. And I think he's gotten a bad rep 
for the prior two years or three years where we just been blindly fading him and it's been profitable, but he's not that same pitcher. So when, for example, if he's going up against a Max Scherzer or a Justin Verlander, they're going to be a $2 underdog. And there's too much value on a guy who his hard hit rate has gone down in every start. He had a very impressive June. It's just he's on a bad Nationals team. So when you're getting these outrageous prices for Kansas City, I know everyone loves to say there's Daniel Lynch or Jordan Lyles Day, but he's actually not as bad as the numbers are indicating. So I think there are going to be some spots in the second half with those bad teams, like I mentioned, the Oakland Athletics. Athletics, the Washington Nationals, the Kansas City Royals, where there are going to be games where we're getting $2, $3, even with the Colorado Rockies. I think at home, they I know they haven't been as good at home this season as previous years, but there are going to be times where we could get Kyle Freeland for a $2, two, plus 230 where I think there's some value there. So you got to continue to adjust your model, adjust the lines, and you always got to look at home and road uh, splits, in my opinion. Hard hit rate. I'm not so much on the ERA. I think hard hit rate is a very key metric to look for when handicapping pitchers. So that's how I kind of would look at it. And I'm so glad that you're bringing that up as well, because the ERA is certainly not the end-all be-all. How much during yeah. this time period do you want to maybe take a look at a player's fielding independent? Like, I'm taking a look at Zach Wheeler as perhaps being a guy that lends some value towards back half of the season. Is ERA a little bit below four, but his fielding independent is a sub three. I think he's a guy that's doing for some positivity. Like if I were looking at Cy Young right now, Kevin Gosman would be my first look because he's right now leading the American League and fielding independent. He had a couple yeah. bad starts, but past that has been very solid. I do think that this is maybe now a very good time these next few days to take a look at these pitchers that are either doing for positivity or a guy that I've been taking a look at quite a bit, like a Bryce Elder, who I think even yeah. though the ERA is strolling with Bryce Elder, I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate that towards back half of the season. Maybe not fading Bryce Elder because the Atlanta Braves put up so many runs for him, but maybe taking a look at some overs in his start. Yeah, 100%. I'm glad you brought up Bryce Elder because I have an Atlanta Braves fan, a friend who's a fan of the Atlanta Braves, and he was saying how he's so good, and I was just like, watch out for him. I know they score a bunch of runs for him, but look at the last game, and I think it was early July, where he just got annihilated by the Tampa Bay Rays. And granted, it is one of the best teams in the Tampa Bay Rays, but I would take these next few days where fielding independent is huge. And there are great websites where they're fan graphs, whether it's baseball savant, where you could really dive into it and look at it. I love Kevin Gossman. He was one of my early preseason selections to win the uh, Cy Young in the AL. I don't know if he'll, he'll win it now, but you know, he's a guy that he had a couple up and down starts, but he gets a lot of innings. He gets a lot of ground balls and he's a guy that the Blue Jays need to go deep especially the way that pitching staff has performed in the first half so yeah pitching independent is another huge metric that I look at as well yep I think that that is very key moving forward and it is going to be a great second half of the year Dylan I know that you are primed up for it so love the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along with all of your work on social media and other platforms What's on top for me is pumping out content the rest of the MLB season. I'm on my podcast, The Dream Wager, on Mondays and Saturdays. I'm on the MLB podcast on the Sports Gambling Network, Monday through Friday. So 
yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Rock with two Ks twenty four. I give out all my plays. I try to pump it out closer to game time, but yeah, you can find all my plays and all my metrics through Twitter, and that's how you can interact with me as well. Absolutely, and Dylan is doing a tremendous job taking a look at the game of baseball, and I'm sure that he is in for a great second half of the season. So a big thanks to Dylan for joining me on the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Coming up next, we unfortunately do not have any games for Wednesday in Major League Baseball, but DraftKings has actually offered some adjusted season win totals. We're going to dive in there, and I'm going to see what I all like and don't like on the board for you guys. That's up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Craig. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. 
Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball, this is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. Hey, we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Visa Family Podcast. It was great to have Dylan Rockford aboard. He does great work over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Doing great work as well with the Dream Wager. Nice to be able to check in towards the middle part of the season, get a little bit of the lay of the land, and turn it forward to what is going to be a really tremendous second half of the baseball season. A big thanks to Dylan for joining me in last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I thought that this was very interesting because there are some books out there on the East Coast. I know that DraftKings is one of them. Really, none of the books out here in Las Vegas do this, which I think is a little bit sad, but they've got updated season win totals, and I do think that this is a really interesting market to take a look at. It's sort of expectations that bookmakers have towards the second part of the season, and then obviously the betting market can agree slash disagree, steam these lines up slash down, and I do think that there are some interesting things on the board, and some that I wish they were out here in Las Vegas, because I do think that there is a little bit of upside with this. The one thing that I honestly think might be the best bet on the board with regards to regular season wins, with regards to these updated season win totals, is the most regular season wins by any team. The over and the under is at 103.5, and it's at a plus 105. Since the Chicago Cubs won the World Series in 2016, every year which has been a 162-game season. Hard to win north of 100 games when you have a 60-game season like we did during the COVID-2020 season, so that one gets wiped out. But past that season, there has been at least one team to have won at least 104 games in every single season, and I think that we need to keep this in perspective. Teams like the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros, the Texas Rangers, Tampa Bay Rays, you go down the list, these teams that they are very much in contention, they are going to be buyers at the trade deadline, And these teams are just stinking it up right now. Like, I'm looking at you, the Kansas City Royals. They're going to be sellers. We've noticed in recent years there's been a big divide between the haves and the have-nots. And I do think that that is a good look 
to be able to have. I do think that there is going to be a team that goes over that window, and I do obviously think that the Atlanta Braves are one of those teams that has a chance to be able to do so. Right now, I'm seeing their win total at 102.5. That is the highest one in the market right now. There's just really no reason for me to say no on the over. I do have quite a few teams I do like to the under, and I'll get into those in a few minutes, but I do think that the Atlanta Braves, they should be able to go out, and they should be able to have a massive second half of the season. Now, the one trepidation I do have with this is when I was doing my show on Visa and the Greg Peterson experience, the juice was more around a respectable minus 115, minus 120. This has been steamed all the way to minus 135. I would say if you like this over, once again, you might as well just take 103.5 for any team at a plus 105. You're getting a 40 cent difference. It's a difference of one win as well. Because if you think that the Atlanta Braves are going to be able to win over 102.5 games, if they just are able to get to 104, which if you like over 102.5, it's probably not because you like it at 103 or something like that. And plus, now you get the entirety of the field for an extra 40 cents. That would be a much better bet than taking a look at the Atlanta Braves over 102.5. And I would say that, honestly, for really any of the top teams out there right now as well. I do think that you just provide a little bit more bang for your buck if you put them in that light. If there is a team that I'm a little bit more bearish on, and these are a little bit correlated, I'm taking a look at the NL West. Right now, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're over under win totals 87.5, and the juice is minus 110 on both the over and the under, and then it's 86.5 for the San Francisco Giants, but the over of 86.5, you're able to get plus money. The reason why I do think that there is a whole bunch of upside when it comes to the San Francisco Giants is you take a look at how they played really ever since the beginning of the month of May. They have been one of the best teams in all of baseball. The San Francisco Giants got off to that just really putrid start, to say the least. They started out 11-17, and and ever since that 11-17 and start, they have won out, they have lost 24 games, and won 38 in that time span. So they have been one of the best teams in baseball ever since then. Now, the years of the Diamondbacks, Started out with a little bit of a better record, but I think that these two are a little bit correlated because I do think that there's a possibility that the Arizona Diamondbacks, they do wear down a little bit. This is a very young team. They've been dealing with a bit of an injury to Merrill Kelly. I think that they should be getting him back towards the second part of the season, but when you are relying upon guys like Tommy Henry and company, that is a little bit rough. Now, you're able to look at the flip side of things and say, you know what, the San Francisco Giants, they're throwing a whole bunch of games where you're having like, Ross Stripling as a bulk guy. Alex Wood is having to make starts for them, what have you. But the San Francisco Giants, really since the beginning of the month of May, have had the number one bullpen in the big leagues. Guys like Taylor and Tyler Rogers, Camilio Duvall, Scott Alexander. After they had rough starts to the season, they've done a really rock-solid job. And on top of that, what I think helps out the San Francisco Giants as well, is just how they're built. It's a big reason why they were able to win the... NL West during that 2021 magical season. They've got really good platooning splits. They really have guys that they're able to mash righties, and then you've got your guys that you're able to mash lefties. They pretty much have two separate lineups based on whether or not it's going to be a right-handed pitcher or a left-handed pitcher. Really good versatility. I think that Gabe Kapler is setting up his team for a lot of success. That's a team in the Giants that at plus money on over 86 half wins I'd like over. And I do think that the Diamondbacks, they do see a little bit of regression. I take a look at things with regards to a little bit more of the American League side of things. And even though I think that they probably are going to finish last in their division, I do think that the Boston Red Sox 
over 83 and a half wins. Right now, I'm seeing that juice more around a minus 115. I think that that has a little bit of value. Because even though I do think that the Boston Red Sox are going to have a little bit of a rough time of it out in their own division, this team has been able to play some really good baseball this far this season, and they've been much better at home than they have been on the road as well. They've been able to get a little bit of a sign of life from James Paxton, and the Boston Red Sox have a better run differential than the New York Yankees right now, and are just one game back of the New York Yankees. Even though the Red Sox are currently biased in their division, if they were playing in the AL East right now, they'd be the number one team in that division. And on top of that, it's not very often that you find a team at dead last in their division just two games out of the wild card. That's where they find themselves right now. Pitching is a little bit of a question mark for the Red Sox, but James Pax and Brian Bayo have turned out to be very tremendous for the Boston Red Sox. And I do think that their first few weeks coming out of the All-Star break are going to be massive because towards back after July, they're going to have tough series going up against the San Francisco Giants on the road at home against the Atlanta Braves. But coming out of the shoot, they are going to be playing against the Cubs. Granted, it's going to be on the road, and they're going to be playing against the Oakland A's. If they're able to go something like a 4-2 and two in that stretch, that might say, you know what, perhaps we are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. I think that that would be massive for the Red Sox. And that's a lot of what this is right now. If you are taking a look at some of these in-season totals, Take a look at who these teams are playing just coming straight out of the chute because I do think that how these teams play that first week or two coming up because the trade deadline then is coming up in about two and a half, three weeks. That is going to be very critical for them. And then you take a look at another team of which I do think that they're going to be a fascinating one moving forward and that would be the Baltimore Orioles. Their win total is at 90.5, and, and though they've been able to get off to a really nice start thus far this season, something that I have gauged with them is that they've been incredibly inconsistent with regards to their offense, as they have scored three runs or fewer in 21 out of their last 39 games going into the All-Star break now with the Baltimore Orioles. This team does have the best one-two combo in all of baseball in their bullpen. That would be Yunir Cano, Felix Bautista, but... It does feel like it's a little bit of a top-heavy bullpen, and they are going to be needing to go up against all of these monsters in the AL East. You're going up against the New York Yankees, who they should be getting Aaron Judge back towards the back half of the season. You've got the Tampa Bay Rays, who obviously they aren't the same team that we saw in the first month of the season, but still a team that I think is going to be able to win the division. A Toronto Blue Jays team that is still rock solid. I was talking up the Boston Red Sox a little bit before. I think it's just a really big ass for them to be able to get to 90 and a half wins. That's a team that I would be taking a little bit of a look at the under on. Right now, I'm seeing that under juice more around about a minus 115 to a minus 120, but I do think that got a little bit of value on that front. And then if you're looking at another team I do think is interesting, and I do think that just by osmosis, they have a chance to be able to go over this total. That would be the Minnesota Twins. Right now, they're at an 83 and a half with regards to their win total, and I mean, it is a mess when it comes to the AL Central. And I do think that with regards to them and the Cleveland Guardians, as the Guardians are at 81.5 as well. Whoever you think is going to win the division, you might want to just take a look at their adjusted season win total over because I think it's going to take at least above 500 to be able to win this division. I know that right now, pretty much the division leader in the Cleveland Guardians, 
and the Minnesota Twins are both hovering right around that 500 range as of now, but I do think that for either of these teams to be able to pull out that division, they are going to need to go above 500, and they are going to be able to pick up some wins by default against the Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals are just absolutely awful right now, and going into the break, by the way, it was the Guardians at 45 and 45, and the Twins at 45 and 46, but I just do take a look at the top-end starting pitching of the Minnesota Twins. I think that it's going to be able to get them there. With the Twins, you've got a starting trio of Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, and Joe Ryan. Pablo Lopez, I mean, the ERA, a lot of people like to point out has not necessarily been so great, but if you look at he and Joe Ryan, both of their fielding independents show that they probably got a little bit unlucky towards the beginning part of the season. I do like their overall bullpen as well. It's a top eight team in terms of bullpenning area, obviously with Cleveland Guardians, a tremendous bullpen as well. And I would not doubt if both of these teams, they are going to be needing to add a piece or two at the trade deadline to be able to get this thing done. And I think that the Twins have just shown a little bit more just in the past that they're willing to buy at the trade deadline. The Cleveland Guardians have been somewhat cheap. And I do think that that's something that you do want to be taking a look at in terms of these season win totals. Like, I just have no play whatsoever on the Milwaukee Brewers as of right now because if you take a look at their season win total, it's now at an 85.5, and, and it's all shaded down to the under, which I think that now if you really, really had to take a look at it because you are getting a plus 105 on the over, maybe a little bit of a look at the over. I really wouldn't play that either way, though. But with the Brewers, the reason why I do have trepidation with going over on that win total is because they have shown in the past, even when they are right there in contention, they aren't necessarily going to be buyers. I mean, you just take a look at what they did last year. They traded away Josh Hader while they were leading in the division. This is something that you want to be taking a look at if you're taking a look at any sort of features right now, whether it be these adjusted win totals, whether it be odds to make the playoffs, whether it be some divisional, some league pennants, something like that. You want to be taking a look at these teams that they are going to be willing to pick up some pieces at the trade deadline, and you want to back them, and you probably want to be well, fading the teams in which they are not going to be willing to be buyers at the trade deadline, and I do think that that's a very important key with all of this, and then if there is one more team I think is so fascinating, it is the Cincinnati Reds, because they're the team that has captured just everyone's imagination. Right now, their win total is at 84 and a half, and the Cincinnati Reds are right now well on pace to be able to do so. With the Reds, they are going to need to update this pitching because I mean, with the Cincinnati Reds, the pitching right now is the biggest liability with them. If you have Brandon Williamson along with Luke Weaver starting two out of every five days, this is going to be a team that is probably going to be going under. But they are a team that they should be getting back some reinforcements. The Hunter Green injury, that certainly did hurt them quite a bit, and it is a big reason why they sort of have been having to trot out there the poo-poo platter of pitchers that they have been in recent weeks. But I do think that for the Cincinnati Reds, ever since Ellie De La Cruz got called up, this is a team that's won more than two-thirds of their games. It is a bunch that they have a little bit of a rough stretch coming out of the All-Star break. They're going to have a series at home against the Brewers. Then they have to host the Giants. The Heroes and the Diamondbacks, they play against the Brewers, and then they play against the LA Dodgers. That is just brutal coming out of the shoot. And then they get the Cubs before things start to ease up a little bit more towards the month of August. But they do have that really tough stretch. But I do think that this is a Reds bunch that if they could just remain afloat, if you handicap those games that they have coming out of the All-Star break, because even though they are playing against the likes of the Brewers, the San Francisco Giants, a lot of these are going to be home games. That is going to be playing to the advantage of the Cincinnati Reds. And in the back half of the season, they're playing against the St. Louis Cardinals team. I think that they're just going to need to sell 
at this point. The Cleveland Guardians, Pittsburgh Pirates, they've got winnable games towards back half of the season. I do think that this is a bunch that they are going to be able to get over. I personally have a little bit of a future on the Cincinnati Reds to be able to win the National League Central, and I'm not backing off of that at all. I think getting over 84.5 wins at even money, it does have a little bit of value, especially with Andrew Abbott, because I was talking about the pitching really being sort of a godsend for this team. And then if you are looking at one more team in which I do think is going to lend a little bit of value to the under, the Washington Nationals at 64.5 wins. Keep in mind, the Washington Nationals, their season win total in a lot of places was 60.5 coming into the season. So if they lose pretty much 98 games or more, you're going to be able to cash it sick. You're actually getting a little bit more value than what you were towards the beginning part of the season. The Washington Nationals right now on pace for 64.8 wins. And I really can't see that trajectory going upward because with Washington Nationals, once again, they are currently building for the future. They are already out of the playoff race, and they're going to have to go up against the Atlanta Braves a lot. They're going to be playing an upstart Miami Marlins team, which could I see a little bit of regression with the Miami Marlins? Absolutely, but they're playing the Phillies a ton. They've got the Toronto Blue Jays quite a bit towards back half of the season as well. You just take a look at the second half of the season. It is going to be brutal for the Nationals, and I think that they're one of your prime candidates to lose 100 games because this is currently the worst bullpen ERA in the National League, and they called up Yohan Dome. That should be able to help them out as well. So that's sort of some of my thoughts with regards to these adjusted season win totals, and I'm probably going to be diving into a few more features on the podcast tomorrow because we've got no games once again for Thursday, and then we get back into it on Friday. But I'll be with you guys every single day on this podcast throughout the MLB season. And if you have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we'll fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters here. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please just send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Big thanks once again to Dylan Rockford of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He joined me in the last segment. I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season. And that means I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.